0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 111 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just hope everybody is continuing to stay safe and stay well out there wherever you might be listening to this podcast. And today, something I wanted to do, been looking to do this for a while, and obviously we've got some time on our hands with the NHL season currently paused for obvious reasons. But what I wanted to do was rank every Ranger playoff series victory from 1994 to current day. And for those of you wondering, there have been 19 of those. Since 1994, the Rangers have won 19 playoff series. So you're averaging a little bit less than one per year. 19 playoff series wins in 26 seasons. And I thought it might just be fun to kind of relive every single one of those and do it in a ranked list. We'll we'll start with number 19 today. We'll work our way all the way up to number one. This is going to be a three-part episode. I thought about doing it in two parts, you know, 19 playoff series wins. There's 19 to get through. That's kind of a tweener. You know, do I do two episodes? Do I do three episodes? But again, you know, we've got a lot of time on our hands here. And why rush through these great memories? You know, every single one of these playoff series wins was fun in one way or another for the Rangers. If not completely epic. You know, the top five, the top six, it's just going to be amazing stuff, great stuff to relive. Uh, And yeah, I mean, like I said, we got a lot of time on our hands, so we might as well stretch this thing out to three episodes. And also, we'll get to that in just a second, but I wanted to mention this at the top of the show here. The Rangers have signed free agent forward Justin Richards to an entry-level contract. Richards is a 22-year-old forward. He skated in 34 games with the University of Minnesota Duluth this season, registering 14 goals and 11 assists. Had a plus 14 rating and was selected as the NCHC's best defensive forward in 2019 2020. He's also very good on the faceoffs. He won 59% of his faceoffs this season. He is 5'11", 190 pounds, and I like this as much as any stat I just threw at you here. So he played three seasons at the University of Minnesota Duluth, and he helped the school win the national championship in each of his first two seasons. So, yeah, everything else being equal, man, give me somebody who's a winner. Give me somebody who's played in some big games. Give me somebody who's used to the spotlight because, obviously, you play in New York City. You're going to be under the spotlight. You know, no matter what team it is, you're kind of under a a magnifying glass there. Everything you do is just that much bigger, and you want somebody who can kind of handle the bright light. And playing at University of Minnesota, obviously, Richard's somebody who's kind of already used to that. And it's hard to know exactly what you have until you see them in action, you know, at the AHL and the NHL. But, you know, this seems like a, a nice move for the Rangers. Again, young kid, just 22 years old. And we'll see if he's in action with the Rangers as soon as next season. You never know. You know, a lot of these guys have moved kind of fast through the Rangers system. And, you know, we've got a lot of young players on the team right now as well. So who knows? Uh, we'll, we'll see when we see Richards with the Rangers. So let's go ahead and start this countdown. Like I said, 19 New York Ranger Playoff Series victories since 1994. I would go back farther than that. But, you know, if, if I did that, if I went through every single Ranger Playoff Series win, From all time until now, and keep in mind they were an original six team. If we started from the beginning and went through every series, we'd be doing this forever, and I wouldn't even know how to rank them against each other because if it happened, you know, 50 years before I was born, it's kind of hard to put into context. So that's the onus for starting this at 1994, and I think 19 is a good number. Like I said, it's going to be a three parter here, but we'll start here with number 19, and that happened in 1995. This was the Rangers as the number eight seed, defeating the top-seeded Quebec Nordique. And this was really kind of a strange season for the Rangers a strange season for the whole NHL because there was a lockout. And because of that, a lot of regular season games were lost. And rather than every team playing a full regular season, they played just 48 games this year. And not only that, but the Rangers were coming off of winning the Stanley Cup in 1994. They had broken the 54-year curse, and, and here they were, you know, looking for a repeat and really did not go according to plan. They just could not get it going this year. They eked their way into the playoffs. Now, I thought about maybe ranking this not dead last just because the Rangers were the eight seed and they knocked off the number one seed, so that's obviously very impressive, but you got to remember, the season was only 48 games, and so it might be a situation where the cream didn't really get a chance to rise to the top. You know, I think the Rangers, they still had most of their Stanley Cup winning team intact this season, and so the Rangers weren't really your typical eight seed this season. You know, I think it's just a case where, again, a shortened season, there's not enough time for the Rangers to kind of make their move up the standings, but... Either way, this is number 19 because any way you slice it, this was a disappointing follow-up for the Rangers. You win the Stanley Cup one season, and you expect to be right back there in the mix the next season. Instead, seven teams in the Eastern Conference finished ahead of the Rangers. Now, again, it is impressive that they shrugged all that off, didn't really care about the seeding, and they beat the Nordique here four games to two. They lost the first game of this series, but they reeled off three consecutive victories, and then they went on to win it in six games. The Rangers actually, they basically knocked the Quebec Nordique right out of existence after beating them in this playoff series, because the season after this, the Quebec Nordique became the Colorado Avalanche. They had a young Joe Sackick on this team, Peter Forsberg was there, Owen Nolan, Mike Ricci, Adam Dedmarch, and even Marty Ruchinski, who later became a Ranger. So a lot of players that you've heard of, you know, contributed to giving the Nordique a a really nice season here, but the Rangers knocked them out, so again, it's impressive to, you know, kind of play your best hockey when it matters the most, but the fact that this was coming off of a Stanley Cup winning season. And the Rangers were only the eight seed. And also, more significantly, the Rangers went on to round two and they got swept by the Philadelphia Flyers. So that costs this series win some points. And, you know, any playoff win is exciting. Any playoff series win is, is a good thing. And, you know, you're on to the next round and the fans are behind you. And, you, man, we're going to go win the Stanley Cup this year. But of all the playoff series wins that the Rangers have had since 1994, I just think this one has to go last. Something had to go here. There's 19 of them. Something had to be ranked 19th. And it's going to be this, the win over the Nordique. I don't think there are too many Ranger fans that are, are thinking like, oh, man, I'll never forget where I was in 1995 when the Rangers beat the Quebec Nordique in the first round. I don't think too many of us probably have had that thought. So, yeah, this is number 19. Moving on to number 18 Number 18 comes to us from 2007, the first round of the playoffs. The Rangers enter as the number six seed, and they take on the number three-seeded Atlanta Thrasher. So, yes, another team that no longer exists. And the Rangers... Swept this series. They thoroughly dominated. They outscored the Thrashers seventeen to six overall in the series. Henrik Lundqvist is absolutely outstanding. I do think the Rangers caught a bit of a break here with the seedings because that was back when there were three divisions in the Eastern Conference and the three division winners would automatically be seeded one through three. And the Thrashers they were only the three seed because they were in a weak division. They won the Southeast Division with just ninety-seven points. And the Senators and Penguins were the 4 and 5 seeds, respectively, in the playoffs that year, and they had 105 points each. The Rangers had 94 points, so they were right behind the Thrashers in the standings, you know, as far as the points are concerned. So yeah, fair to say the Rangers got a a, a nice draw here. And another note here about this series, the Thrashers entered the league in 1999-2000. That was the first season of Atlanta Thrashers hockey, and they relocated in 2011 to bring back the Winnipeg Jets. This was the Thrashers' only playoff appearance ever. So not only did the Atlanta Thrashers never win a playoff series, but the Rangers made sure they never actually won a playoff game. Like I said, they thoroughly dominated the series and... You know, it it could rank a little bit higher, but it doesn't just because, you know, it's a fairly underwhelming opponent. It's not like the Rangers took out, you know, the Penguins or the Devils or the Islanders here, and they pretty much just kind of cruised, and and that's impressive in and of itself. But really, as a Ranger fan, you barely broke a sweat in this series. It's a fairly forgettable series win, and they lost in the second round to the Buffalo Sabres. So it's not like this led to some epic run through the Stanley Cup playoff tournament. Again, it's fairly forgettable, and... Again, you know, you're at the bottom of this list. Every playoff series win is great, but some of them are going to have to rank at or near the bottom, so this one's going to be second to last. One interesting note here, though, it was the first Ranger playoff series victory for both Henrik Lundqvist and Yeramir Jager, so an interesting note there. But like I said, you know, their season ended in the next round and just a fairly underwhelming opponent and a fairly forgettable series despite an impressive performance. A sweep for the Rangers here. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Rangers is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Ranger fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On Podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Ranger fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On Podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. For number 17, we're going to go to 1996, the first round of the playoffs. The Rangers are the three-seed, taking on the six-seeded Canadians, and the Rangers win this one in six games. Now, this one was impressive, and I I thought about ranking it a little bit higher just for this reason. The Rangers were down two games to none in this series after losing both of the first two games at home, and then they reel off Four consecutive victories to claim the series when it advanced to round two. The thing that hurts this series for me is, well, first of all, the Rangers, they were favored to win. I mean, people expected them to beat the Canadians this season. But then also, they played the Penguins, the two-seeded Penguins, in the second round of the playoffs. And they basically just got killed. I mean, games four and five of that series, they lost in five games to the Penguins. Game four, they lose four to one. Game five, they lose seven to three. So they really just went out with a whimper that season. And this playoff win, this comeback from down two games to none, loses some of its significance as a result. But it was fun when it happened. I mean, it's very exciting to see your team, you know, erase a series deficit. And, man, you drop games one and two at home to start a seven-game playoff series, you're not dead and buried by any stretch of the imagination. But you're starting to dig a hole a little bit there. You know, you've really lost control of the series before it even really gets going and that was the case here. But game three, you know, the Rangers, they get a tough 2-1 to win in Montreal to get back into the series. Adam Graves scored both goals in that game. Again, getting them back into the series, getting the ball rolling in the right direction, and that was just the start of the Rangers reeling off four straight wins. And Graves in this series had six goals, so he was just absolutely on fire for the Rangers. Really kind of carried them out of this, this hole that they found themselves in. But again, you know, it really loses its significance when you consider that they basically just got wrecked by the Penguins in the second round, and that was just the start of the Rangers just losing and losing and losing in the playoffs to the Penguins. And again, this is just two years after the Rangers won the Stanley Cup, so expectations were still high that this team could compete for a championship. And, you know, again, the comeback was really nice, but they turn around and they just get slaughtered by the Penguins in round two. They go out with a whimper, not befitting of a Stanley Cup champion, not at any point in that series looking like a team that was going to win the Stanley Cup. And so, yeah, I just can't rank this one any higher than where it is ranked. But again, coming back from two games to none down is impressive, so give the Rangers a few points for that, and that's why this one not ranked quite at the bottom. Instead, third to last here, number 17 overall. Moving on to number 16. Number 16 comes to us from 1994, our first of four series playoff wins in 1994. Obviously, that's the year where the Rangers won the Stanley Cup, but this one is going to be the Rangers taking out the seven-seeded Capitals in round two of the playoffs, winning in five games. This is basically very one-sided, And I thought about maybe ranking this one a little bit higher just because it was obviously a part of the Rangers' run to winning the Stanley Cup. But there was just nothing that really stood out to me that much about this series. The Rangers pretty much had it in hand. Game 5 was fairly dramatic. You know, it was tied late in the third period, and Brian Leach scored with about three minutes to go to give the Rangers the lead. They held on for that win and advanced to the Eastern Conference Finals. But yeah, you know, I, it just looked to me like the Capitals in this series were never really that much of a match for the Rangers and the Rangers pretty much had control all the way through it. This was really before the Rangers Capitals rivalry really became much of anything that happened many, many years later, you know, the Lundqvist versus Ovechkin era if you will. But yeah, I mean, at the time this was just kind of uh it almost felt like a formality. You know, the Rangers, you don't take anything for granted in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but the Rangers the first two round of the playoffs against the Islanders and against the Capitals basically just kind of rolled the Rangers took a three to nothing series lead in this one. They win Game 1 by a score of six to three. They win Game Two by a score of five to two. And then they shut out the Capitals in game three, three to nothing. The Capitals do salvage a game on home ice, winning four to two in game four. But like I just said, you know, the Rangers finish them off four to three, a good competitive game in Game Five to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. The stars were really out for the Rangers in this series. I mean, Messier, Graves, Leach, lighting the lamp every single night, it felt like. And Mike Richter gets his third shutout out of four that he would go on to get during this playoff run. Uh, Just a a really strong playoff victory here, a five-game series win. And that's why it's going to rank where it's going to rank. To me, it's the least notable of the four playoff series wins that the Rangers had that year. Now, obviously, the Devils in the Eastern Conference Finals and the Canucks in the Finals. You guys know, I'm not spoiling anything here. They're going to be at or near the very top of this list as far as playoff series wins are concerned. But to me, this one wasn't even as notable as the first round win just because the first round win was against the Islanders and it was just thorough domination. We'll get to that eventually. Not sure exactly where that's going to rank on this countdown, but I will have that one just a little bit ahead of round two here against the Capitals. So we go from a series in 1994, we fast forward 23 years for our number 15 ranking, the Rangers' most recent playoff series win, and that happened in the first round of the 2017 Stanley Cup playoffs. The Rangers take down the Montreal Canadiens four games to two. The Rangers fell behind two games to one before they rip off three straight wins to advance to round two. Game five, probably the most notable, the most significant in this series, because it was in Montreal. The series is tied at two. It goes to overtime. Kreider plays the puck toward the net, and Mika Zibanejad crashes the net, puts the puck home, gets the game-winning goal. That was Mika's first uh, season with the Rangers, so his first significant big-time playoff moment there, winning Game five and giving the Rangers a 3 2 series edge, and then the Rangers win Game six three to one. Zuccarello scored twice in the series clincher, and Lundqvist was great in this series. You know, he he really played well for the Rangers. Lundqvist holding the Canadians to just four total goals over games four, five, and six. All Ranger wins, so obviously he was instrumental in, in helping the Rangers come out of the two-to-one series hole, come back, win this series, advance to round two. This series, for me, though, l- really loses some points when you consider what happened in round two of the playoffs this year, and this this is all right before the Ranger rebuild, so this was this team's kind of last chance to make another run at the Stanley Cup. They take down the Canadians, they take care of business here, and then they play the Senators in round two. And I just, I just remember being so underwhelmed by the Senators. I didn't understand how they got to even the second round of the playoffs, much less the Eastern Conference Finals. Nothing about that team really impressed me. They played just a boring, boring style of hockey. They actually took the Pittsburgh Penguins to the limit. They went into overtime in game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. But for the Rangers to, you know, again, handle business here, come out of a two-to-one series hole, win three straight games, you're rolling, you're going to play the Senators, again, an underwhelming opponent, not an opponent that really scares you that much, not that it would be easy, it never is, but the Rangers, to me, were a better team than the Senators that year, and they should have won, they fell behind two games to none against the Senators, they come back and they dominate games three and four, it's two to two, and then they lose games five and six, and I remember the season ended that year in game six, and I just thought, That's it. Like, did we really just lose to this lousy Senators team? Like, I just, I'm sorry. There, there was nothing about the Senators that impressed me. And if you, if you look at their history since then, it hasn't been good. They've been at or near the bottom of the Eastern Conference pretty much ever since then, and they have not been back to the playoffs since this run to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I just don't think the Rangers ever should have lost to the Senators. So, for that reason, uh, this playoff series win against the Canadians doesn't rank very high for me. It, It was exciting. It was a great win. The game five was thrilling. But again, you turn around and you basically just lay an egg against a center's team that I thought was very beatable in round two. So that prevents that from ranking any higher on our list. For number 14 on our countdown, we're going to go to 2015, and that was the first round of the playoffs, the Rangers defeating the Penguins four games to one. Now, the Rangers were the president's trophy winners this season. The Penguins really had a down season by their standards, and this was a great way to kick off uh, another playoff run. The Rangers found themselves back in the Eastern Conference Finals this season, one year after they had gone to the Stanley Cup Finals and lost. And again, great way to start the playoffs. You take out the detested Penguins in just five games. They knocked the Penguins out of the playoffs for the second consecutive season, and all five games in the series were decided by just one goal, and the Rangers won game four in overtime, and they won game five in overtime. Kevin Hayes scored in Pittsburgh to give the Rangers a 3-1 series lead in game four, and then Carl Hagelin ends the series with a walk-off goal in game five at the Garden, to send the Rangers to round two. And the Penguins, I mean, think about it. They've got Crosby and Malkin. I mean, maybe not a whole lot beyond that. This wasn't one of the deeper Penguin teams that I can remember. But the Penguins scored just eight goals in the five games in this series. You hold the Penguins to less than two goals per game. And that's a credit to Henrik Lundqvist. It's really a credit to the entire Rangers team. This would probably rank a little bit higher on the list, but it does have a few factors working against it. For starters, knowing how this season ended in the Eastern Conference Finals. And, and that was when the Rangers played the Lightning. They fell behind three games to two that season. They had an outstanding performance in Game 6. In Tampa Bay, they they win 7-3. to three. Derek Broussard gets a hat trick. Then they go home for Game 7, and they lose 2 to nothing. And I got to be honest, it was one of the worst single-game performances that I can remember seeing from the Rangers in the playoffs. It just never had that big-game feel that Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals should have. It just seemed like neither team could really get out of first gear and it was scoreless after two periods and the Rangers go on to a 2 to nothing loss. And it was just a brutal way to end the season because you really felt, especially after that Game 6 performance, that the Rangers were on their way back to the Stanley Cup Finals. And, you know, again, just the fact that the Rangers were the, the top seed in the playoffs, the Penguins were the last team in, it's a series that the Rangers should win. And they did win, and they won in an exciting fashion. And there's really no such thing as an easy playoff series win for the most part. We might break that rule a little bit later in this countdown. But yeah, to me, it's just a series that has a couple of factors working against it. That's what prevents it from ranking higher. Despite being an impressive series win against a division rival, a lot of close games in this series, and certainly thrilling to win both games four and game five in overtime. Let's move ahead to number 13. and number 13, we're going to go back to 1994, the first round of the playoffs. Again, this is the year that obviously the Rangers won the Stanley Cup, and they kick off their playoff run by playing the eight-seeded Islanders, and they sweep them four games to none. Now, you might be hearing this and thinking, why isn't this one ranked a little bit closer to the bottom? What was so great about this series? It was an easy win for the Rangers. But that's just it. It was so astonishingly easy for the Rangers to just steamroll this team like they were basically just running through a tackling dummy is what it felt like. The Rangers won both games one and two by scores of six to nothing. They win game three five to one. They win game four five to two. They outscore them 22 to three in this playoff series. You just don't see utter domination like this. It, it's very rare in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I don't care what the seeds are. I mean, first of all, even sweeps, I wouldn't say that they're rare, but they, I mean, usually most teams are going to at least take a game off of you. It's just too competitive. It, there's too many different ways that the puck can bounce. You don't see sweeps that often, but even when you do, you don't see four consecutive wins like this. Just just pure, utter domination. The Rangers basically just did whatever they felt like doing. Mike Richter with back-to-back shutouts to open up the postseason. This really just kind of got the Rangers rolling, and they rolled through the Capitals in round two as well. Just really just kind of had their way with both teams. But, I mean, this series against the Islanders, and on top of that, it's Rangers versus Islanders. So you would think that just maybe the competitive nature of this rivalry would lead to at least one competitive game in there somewhere, if not an Islander victory. So again, I just have to stand back in awe of what the Rangers did to the Islanders in this series. Ran them off the ice, made them wish they never even made the playoffs, and just like that, they're on to round two and on to ultimately winning the Stanley Cup championship. But yeah, I mean, you might think that this is ranked a little too high, but to me, it's a very unique series because, again, you you just don't see this. You don't see one team just have its way with another team like the Rangers had their way with the Islanders in 1994. And the only other point that I'll make about this series is it got Brian Leach off to just an epic start in the postseason this year. I mean, he was so good from the first round all the way to the final horn in Game 7 of Madison Square Garden against the Canucks, Leach scored two goals in this series. He had six assists, so eight points in the first four games from a defenseman, remember, a defenseman. And, you know, again, he he was just on fire all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs, and they may not have won the Stanley Cup without Brian Leach. And obviously this thorough domination of the Islanders, getting Brian Leach off to a great start in the playoffs this season. And I think that's a good place to stop for today We will continue this countdown in our next episode. We're going to go from numbers 12 to 7, the the Rangers 12 to 7 best series playoff wins since 1994, and then we will conclude with part 3, which will be numbers 6 to 1, and we'll talk about all those in great lengths. This is a lot of fun for me, you know, to kind of relive all these playoff series wins. Hopefully it was fun for you guys as well. Some of them, you know, maybe not as famous as some that you'll see a little bit later on this countdown, but, you know, there's no such thing as a bad playoff series win, and I think that list that we just did here proves that, and yeah, you know, hopefully it's been fun for you guys to sort of relive these Ranger playoff wins. I think my overall kind of underlying goal here is to get you guys, get all of us as excited as possible for the Rangers' next trip to the Stanley Cup playoffs, which we hope is later this season, and first and foremost, we got to get everybody healthy, we got to get this coronavirus thing under control. If and when that does happen, then hopefully, you know, fingers crossed that we can conclude the NHL regular season and the postseason. Again, it's kind of getting to the point where I think we should all look at it as a a pleasant surprise if the NHL does indeed conclude its season and does indeed award the Stanley Cup. But yeah, you know, hopefully talking about these Ranger playoff series wins brings back a lot of nice memories for you guys at a time where I'm sure we all could kind of use it a little bit. And just the other last little bit of news here. I tweeted about this the other day, but just in case you missed it, uh, Locked On New York Rangers is going to be going from five episodes per week down to three episodes per week for as long as there is no hockey. And that's typically standard procedure for Locked On. I believe whenever your sport is not in season, you go down to three episodes per week rather than five episodes per week. I mean, I, I love doing this as a daily podcast. Get on here and get to talk to you guys for you know, 20 or 30 minutes every every day. It's really been a lot of fun. But, you know, you get into a period of time here now where there is no hockey. It does get a little bit more challenging, you know, figuring out what you're going to talk about every day. But yeah, for now, for the foreseeable future, we're going to do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. Obviously, you know, that's touch and go. It could change any given week. There could be a bonus episode every given week. Maybe a certain week, there will be an episode on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And I'll let you guys know about that if and when that happens. But yeah, it's going to be pretty much touch and go, like I said, for the foreseeable future. But once again, you guys, thanks for tuning in. And, you know, hopefully, you know, this podcast and all the other great Locked On podcast that can give you guys a little bit of a sense of normalcy. You know, I know for me, it's a great creative outlet right now, uh, you know, being stuck inside. And and listen, I, I realize a lot of people have a lot worse things going on than just being stuck inside right now. I mean, I'm, I'm very fortunate to, you know, be able to continue to do this show and be able to continue to do my full-time job. We have WrestleMania this weekend, which is being contested in an empty arena. They already recorded it, but yeah, that, that's going to be very bizarre just seeing it in a, in a very small arena and with no fans there but you know we'll make the most out of it and you know hopefully maybe you guys can tune into that as well we might have some pro wrestling fans out there so yeah should be interesting to see that but once again thank you guys so much for continuing to tune into this show it really does mean a lot and like I said you know we're all just going to get through this together it's just one of those things I think right now we've just got to wait it out and fingers crossed that passes by in relatively short order and we get back to playing some hockey and we get back to seeing the blue shirts on the ice because I want to see them complete this run to the playoffs so but yeah once again you know just stay positive stay safe and we will see you next time now go ahead and tell your smart device to play the latest episode of Locked On NHL thanks again guys I'll see you next time